Welcome to the Ike Badgers Podcast. My name is Alex Eichstead, and Badgers fans, thank you for tuning in. We have a fresh new beginning because the Jim Leonard era started off 1-0 with a huge win over Northwestern. Graham Mertz slinging five touchdowns, Braylon Allen going for 100 yards, Chimere DK balling out. Man, we've got a lot to talk about, so thank you for tuning in. We are happy to have you here, and we are excited to dive into today's episode. Michigan State preview as well. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Badgers podcast. My name is Alex Eichstead. I'm your host and Badgers fans. The Jim Leonard era started off with a crushing defeat. Wait, no, a crushing victory over Northwestern Wildcats in Northwestern, 42-7. The fireworks were out. Graham Mertz went for five touchdowns, zero interceptions. It's the best he's looked since Illinois. So we're excited to be with you today on the podcast. We're joined today by KG Michaels. KG, how you feeling? Hey, what's going on, Badgers fans? I'm feeling much better than I was a week ago. I think the Badgers made the right move then, and I still do right now. Most notably because the first game Paul Christ is gone, Graham Mertz has the best game he's had by a long shot since the very first game he had, which was against Illinois all those years ago when he threw those TDs. He, I think he had like one or zero incompletions. He didn't have any game that looked like that until this past week when he had a fresh voice in the locker room kind of leading the charge so that gives me optimism you know I think it it cements the fact that the Badgers did make the right move here Um, we have a ton more to dig into first and foremost I'm happy the Badgers got a win but yeah let's dig into it thanks for having me Yep, Badgers fans, thank you for tuning in wherever you're listening from. We appreciate you, but as KG mentioned, Graham Mertz kind of stole the show. He finished 20 of 29, 299 yards, five touchdowns, zero interceptions. And a stat that I think is underrated is that he had a 10.3 average per attempt, KJ. You were talking about how Aaron Rodgers in his best seasons has over a 10 average and that this year that number has gone drastically down. Graham Mertz slinging it deep, hitting Chimiri DK multiple times. DK finished with 10 receptions, 185 yards, three touchdowns. It looked like they were having fun out there for the first time in a long time, Cage. And how much of that do you believe is Jim Leonard? You know, man, I think uh, college football has has become a lot more of a business than it's ever been in the last several years, most notably uh, when the NIL opportunities were flicked on. And a lot of times when when things are going good, right, when a business is going good, everything's great. You know, people are making money. You feel like you got a purpose. You know, you feel productive. Like everybody's winning. There's a great vibe around. But when things go bad, you know, as they currently are in in, in maybe some economies here and there and and, and many businesses throughout, uh, you know, whether that's a football program or whether that's, you know, like a a huge company, um, you know, then that's when – things don't get as fun, right? Like when business is bad, that's when the real talk gets real. And and frankly, business was bad for the uh, Wisconsin Badgers football program enough to the point 
where Paul Christ was under heat, he was under more heat, and then he was gone. He was fired because business, quote-unquote, was that bad. Well, it's like if they're going to treat this whole college football thing like a business, well, then you got to be expected to ride the highs and the lows of that. And and really the Badgers, like you said— you know they had they had a good result here. It's like it's like your company just just had some great news or whatever it might be, and the boys are having fun. You know work was a little better. Like this is a job to these players. Like they're having fun out there, but this is a job to everyone in that football program. And they had a little bit of the pressure off. They're playing a little more loose, and they had a win, right? Like no matter what you do in life, if you have a win, whether that's in your personal life, in your business life, your professional life, your athletic life, maybe your romantic life, a win is something worth celebrating. A win is something to have fun off of and build off that fun. And that's what the Badgers had. You know, they spread the love around. Graham Mertz had five TDs. Braylon Allen had a passing touchdown. He had plenty of yards on the ground, 135. Uh, Ches Malusi, he unfortunately got hurt. Get well soon, Ches. The good news is, is Ches Malusi wasn't really helping the team much anyways. You know, he, he he's a great guy, but... Uh, his performance on the field hasn't really been translating to the Badgers winning games. Uh, Braylon Allen, on the other hand, you know, when he goes right, the Badgers go right. But I think the star of the show has got to be Chamir DK. He didn't just have a good game. He had a game reminiscent of someone who played Ohio, uh, receiver at Ohio State. You know, 185 yards, 10 receptions three touchdowns in a 52-yard long. He Haven't was seen those it. numbers since Everdares. Haven't seen those numbers since Quintez, right? Maybe Everdares, oh, yeah, maybe Quintez, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. And, uh, and, and so that, w- that to me was awesome to see because you lost uh, Jake Ferguson in the offseason. He wasn't really as dynamic as maybe a Chim DK, but the Badgers offense looked terrible up until really this point in the season. And you could see Jim Leonard, he's like, basically him saying was, we got to score more points. We got to be better on offense. He, his way of saying that was like, yeah, we just got to get the ball to our playmakers and, and find ways to make them dynamic. You know, it kind of protects the offense. It, it kind of connect, protects the, the, co- the coaches, protects the players. But at the same time, it says like, hey, guys, more dynamic, meaning obtain more yards. Jameer DK led the charge with that. I think you got to give him more more uh, emphasis going forward. I think you got to keep emphasizing Skylar Bell as well. He had another touchdown. He's a talent. You know, I like Skylar Bell. Um, the defense took care of business. They allowed seven points. They didn't allow a single point until the fourth quarter. Herbie led the way with seven tackles. You got Leitu, who won Big Ten Defensive Player of the Week. He's becoming Ooh. one of my favorite players. He's just impacting the game, leaving it all on the field. I want to give a special shout out to Preston Zachman. Um, he, he had a pass defended. He had two nice tackles out there. Preston, if you listen to this, uh, we appreciate the love. You know, we, we, we got a lot of love for you back. Um, you know, John Torchio, two and a half TFLs, two pass deflections from the safety position. That was awesome. Very close on a couple picks. Yeah, you know, it, it, the team played well. The team played well, and it's everything that program needed, man. So, so do I think they had fun? I think so. And KJ, one player you didn't mention that I just want to talk about who was second on the Badgers in receptions against Northwestern, that was Dean Ingram. And he finished with four receptions, 32 yards. And is it, you know, it's not a coincidence because obviously the the coaches have changed, but Dean Ingram now is in the offense, right? It's like, here is no longer buried in the bench, the coach's son, Bobby Ingram, who every Badger fan was hoping to see from week one playing a big role in this offense. Now he's getting action in the receiving game. I think what's 
what I my hunch believes cage is that Paul Chris may have been just so traditional, so, you know, caught up in the tradition of Madison that he was willing to kind of stale the offense, you know, just to ride out the same playbook that's kind of like always been there. And, and so I think we saw much more creative Graham Mertz in the pistol formation, a couple steps back from the center shotgun, catching it, not having to do all these long dropbacks that he's not that great at, you know, throwing to some open receivers. You mentioned Skylar Bell. He was wide open in the end zone when he caught that ball. Badgers rarely have those type That's of touchdowns. True. That's and, true. And, and then I think, you know, it was just a, a display of kind of like, opening it up you know I, I don't want to say they broke away from traditional madison football because they didn't but they definitely opened things up and so i want to ask you how much do you believe that bobby ingram is going to now have like a freedom and did we even really see the real bobby ingram when paul chris was the head coach Probably not in terms of did we see the real bobby ingram when paul chris is head coach uh i don't think you really saw too much of anybody's pure talent when when he was uh coaching this year but Paul Chris is gone you know what's done is done we kind of talked about how the status quo just to button it up uh became you know it was great to make all the money they were making but at the end of the day the wins weren't there so they had to make a change now we have Jim Leonard here uh, as head coach and and really the truth is when it comes to Bobby Ingram he came from the Baltimore Ravens he was the Bolitnikoff winner himself. I believe he was the first Bolitnikoff winner ever, which was given to the nation's top wide receiver. He was at Penn State. So he knows what it means to be a baller. And he was working with the wide receivers on the team that had Lamar Jackson. So so decently similar scenario to Mertz in the sense where you're going to have a playbook that's got plays in it, but it's not going to be like the full-blown Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, extravagant, extensive Patrick Mahomes playbook. It's going to be a little simpler version because, right, like even Lamar Jackson, he's a, he's a runner first maybe, you know, depending on who you ask. He can make throws, but he's not going to make as many difficult, cons, you know, complicated plays and stuff like that as an Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady and same with Graham Mertz right like we just saw Graham Mertz can make throws but I think it's almost like a best case scenario because Bobby Ingram can kind of take some of that uh you know what he saw be successful in the NFL with the quarterback who who was very talented but was also kind of limited and, and you might draw a parallel between Lamar Jackson and Mertz being very talented but at the same time both those guys throw picks um we've seen plenty of them and I think it's just like yeah, man, I, I think he was like the new guy in town. You saw a little bit of this with uh, with some of the basketball team. It's like Madison is very much a club. And if you're a new guy from outside the club, you kind of have to Good play. Good luck. <laughs> you you kind of have to be delicate. You got to make people happy. You got to work your way in. And, and I'm sure Bobby Engram was doing that. Uh, whether or not he needed to do that or not, like obviously you're here to win football games. Um but but I think he was doing that. He was the new guy who's trying to lay low. And if you've ever spoken to Dean, like Dean's been on the show before, one of the smartest Badgers players we've ever had the pleasure of interviewing. Um, you know, he's just so articulate. You can tell his dad schools him well. He's very well-spoken when it comes to media and all these things. Um, Bobby, Bobby Engram, you know, keep unleashing. You know, I would say, like, pull as much as you can from the Ravens and give it to Graham Mertz. Because it's not like you're giving him you know, the Peyton Manning, Indianapolis Colts playbook. You know, you're just giving him a playbook that worked with a talented athletic quarterback. 
um, that was opened up, but at the same time, it wasn't like, you know, learning like astrophysicists, astrophysics or something like that. Um, I don't know if that made any sense, but yeah, what do you, you have anything to add to that, Al? Well, when I think of Bobby is he had someone to impress, right? You know, he had Paul Chris to kind of live up to in these expectations of, you know, Madison offense, new hire, new hire. And now that's gone. There's no pressure on him either, right? This season is kind of Badgers fans. Northwestern is one in five. They're one in five, right? So this is not like going into Iowa right after, you know, a, a coaching change and getting a big win or, you know, even this Michigan State game the that's coming still up. Out. You're saying the, the jury's, jury's still, still out. out. <laughs> I'm saying the jury's still out because this is the worst Northwestern team potentially in, in, memory. in like eight, ten years, right? And so the jury's still out, looked really good, but also the pressure is off these guys. And I, and I know there was, you know, it, there was obvious that it was a divided locker room in this Wisconsin. We, we've spoken with players. We know what's going on in the locker room. And players aren't going to hold on to Paul Chris or die on that sword forever. They might be doing it one week. There might be some guys doing it two weeks. But if the Badgers keep winning... There's people on that in that locker room who wanted Paul Chris gone, and they're happy now. They're getting their chance. And if the Badgers keep winning with Jim Leonard, if they beat Michigan State, I think that's a huge, you know, chunk that's of a momentum. Real win. That's what that's you call a, a real win. quote unquote real win. And then the schedule gets pretty easy. Wisconsin's got one of the you know softest strengths of schedules this year. They could theoretically win out until their next bowl game, get lucky, maybe face Ohio State in the Big Ten championship again. But there's going to have to be a lot of things that go right, right? And and I think I think it starts with this Michigan State game because KJ, to me, this is where we're going to learn a lot more about this team. Absolutely, man. How are you feeling? Uh, Michigan State is currently 0-3 in Big Ten play, so they're reeling themselves right now. They're 2-4. And, and is this a perfect time for Wisconsin to take them on? You know, man, just like it seems the stars aligned where we got to face an objectively awful Northwestern squad, the stars are also aligning in the fact that we're facing Michigan State on the year that wasn't last year. Like, if Michigan State played the Badgers last year, they might have hurt us bad. You know, they might have they might have knocked us down and, and kicked us when we were down. But this year, I think it's almost like a good old-fashioned street fight where, you know, batters are, are, are cut up and bruised and bleeding. We've taken some blows. <laughs> you know, you know, Michigan State, they, they've, they're cut up, bruised and bleeding. They've taken some blows themselves. And I think it's anyone's game. If you're asking me how I'm approaching this game, like whatever the lines are, I don't really look at that too much. I'd say it's a coin flip, right? Like Michigan is probably, Michigan State is probably more down on their luck than the batters are right now. However, we did just fire a coach, so, so that's subjective, right? Like you could argue either way. But... I would say that their talent level is significantly higher. Um, you know, they've invested tons of money into their whole program. Like, they, Padres fans, they've been hiring guys from our program, plucking them, bringing them right over to Michigan State, doubling their salary, paying them more, and we're doing things like investing in the end zone. You know what I'm saying? So, so Michigan State, if you actually do some research, go back and research. They've been plucking talent from the Wisconsin infrastructure for several years now. You Notably. Saw them, 
You saw Jalen Berger just transfer yeah. there. I wonder why that was so smooth. Hmm. It's not like he happened to have great relationships with, with players that are people that the Badgers, you know, used to employ, and then now they're on Michigan State. So it's like there's a little bit of that border rivalry going on more than there has been in recent years. I will say I'm incredibly happy Wisconsin didn't give their coach. Like, you know, Paul Chris's extension is one thing. But thank God you didn't give him the Mel Tucker dare. Because I said that at the time. <laughs> I said, this is insanity. This is pure insanity. It what is. are they thinking? He reset the market for coaches. And how's he doing now? He's sucking. He's sucking bad. And his fans. schedule is tough. Bad so so if, you need some, if you need some proper ammo this week in a little bit of a friendly banter with the Michigan State fan, just say, Hey, you know, uh, our coach may have got fired. We may be on the hook for that expensive buyout after just extending him. But how's your coach doing? What's his deal again? And, and so, <laughs> so, you know, I think there's there are some things to trash talk about for this game. It should be entertaining. I'm looking Spartan forward to watching. Stadium. Spartan Stadium, 3 p.m. this weekend. Uh, they're going to be tough. You know, like, they're going to want to beat the Badgers. They don't want to get any more losing in their record than the Badgers have either. So... It's going to be interesting. You know, there, there might be a little personal vendettas for the, for the batters in terms of, hey, we're all cool with Jalen Berger and everything, but, yo, if you're going to chance to a rival like that, we're going to have to teach you something. Um, I'm interested to see what happens. I honestly think it's a coin flip, man. This one could go, like, double whammy in the other direction where the batters are just kind of riding on cloud nine, thinking that everything's going to be less adverse now, and they get destroyed by Michigan State. Or Michigan State really is that bad, and the Badgers continue their momentum and their newfound grit under Jim Leonard and do another insane victory, right? Like, let's say the Badgers, we have six games left, Badgers fans. We win against Michigan State. We beat Purdue at home. We beat Maryland at home. Those are back-to-back home games. We could probably do that. You have Iowa on the road. That's going to be tricky. I think that's another toss-up. Um, you have Nebraska on the road. I think you can shoe in a victory for that one. But then you have Minnesota at home. I think the Badgers upside. I'm going to say six and zero, right? Like if we're, if we're talking blind optimism, they can beat all those teams for real. But I think they're going to lose one of the Iowa versus Minnesota games, and I think they're probably going to lose maybe a, a two two out of those six. So I think they, they're probably going to finish four and two, uh, which would bring them to what seven and five. I think that would get them a bowl game, but, you know, it's not like any of us in this program are happy. It's not like we've been grinding our faces off for years and years and years uh, to, to really try and support a 7-5 and five team. You know, like, we're trying to support these 10-win teams. We're going to be here for these 7-5 and five teams and, and these, you know, 8-4 and four teams or whatever. But everyone wants the same thing, and, that, and that's to really see this program do what it's capable of doing. Uh, if we run the table, you know, we finish 9-3. and three, we're, we're probably going to be ranked. Um, you know, you could really say, like, that's a salvage season. Like, that, that's like, okay, we, we ripped off the infection. Imagine you know, that stack going on the Paul, bottom of this screen, right? Paul Christ was, like, the infection that the batters then kind of caught early and then routed the, rewrited the ship to go 9-3. and three. Well, Leonard is going to lock lock up the job like that, right? Um, a couple candidates over the weekend, I think I saw Lance Leipold in Kansas suffered their first loss. Um, you know, I'm not sure what, what Baylor did. I'm not sure what Bill O'Brien did. Anyway, um, but, but, but yeah, uh, long back to the Michigan State is this is not Michigan. And so Badgers fans, Michigan State is taking on Wisconsin at home. But then they have at Michigan, who is six and oh, six and oh, they're ranked fifth in the nation. 
They That's could even what Wisconsin overlook is supposed us. to be, right? Well, they they could, could even overlook, overlook us, us. And, and look at Michigan, right? Like, we could benefit from them looking ahead to Michigan, which I'm sure and a lot of them are. But also, Cage, realistically, then they play Illinois, you know, improved roster. Rutgers improved, but they should be able to take Rutgers. Indiana improved, but they should be able to take Indiana. But then they've got another undefeated team at Penn State, number 10th ranked. So those are three ranked games opponents they have. There are only three road games left for Michigan State are against ranked teams. And so they have to be thinking, we need this Wisconsin victory. We need it. And the Badgers are also in that same boat. They're like, we need this Michigan State victory, guys. This is the wedge point. That Northwestern game was, it could have only gone really bad, right? Uh, or like, I was expecting a blowout, honestly. I was expecting I kinda, a kind of had a collapse. I had a and and. And I'm happy that it didn't turn out that you know, way. I'm happy. I, I kind of had a feeling the Badgers, you know, Northwestern's reeling this year. But, but yeah, regardless of what you thought going in. Regardless of what you thought, now this is where it gets real. This is the wedge point game, and I think it's for both programs. So that's what makes it so exciting. KJ, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Do you have any final thoughts for the listeners today? Badgers fans. Through the good times, through the bad times, you know what it is. It's on Wisconsin forever. Thank you for listening. Alex, take us home. Yep. If you want to help the show, please leave a five-star review and hit that subscribe button. Also, another way you can just, you know, introduce someone to the podcast is just by texting a friend about the show. Drop it in a group chat. All those things go a long way in helping us out. We're independent. We're committed to giving you unbiased information. The university is out there trying to tell people what they can and cannot say. And we're not one of those people who lets that happen. We have an independent platform. So please help us out. Help spread the word. We appreciate all of our listeners. And as always, on Wisconsin forever. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Ike Badgers podcast. If you like the show, please tell a friend or leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That's the number one way you can help us grow. Thank you again for listening. And as always, go Big Red Badges. Here we are yet again. University Street. Yeah, Dayton's where we eat. Yeah, Camp Randall. Get loud, yeah, get proud. Yeah, get loud, yeah, get proud. Oh, Wisconsin.
can you see that I'm trying? Been walking on a fine line. You and me in the moonlight, that's a mood, that's a mood.